Hello, everybody. This is the Canadian Disney Podcast. My name is Ryan Miller, and today I'm joined by my wife, Lauren. Hello. We're from Hamilton, Ontario, and we just got back from Walt Disney World. And we're sick. Yes. I should just say I'm... I don't... I don't know that... I'm further out of it than you are. I think I had it first. Oh, man. I feel like we didn't get sick at all during sort of the height of the pandemic. <laughs> like... I but didn't, we didn't have, but we didn't have a years, toddler. Yeah, for two years, I didn't like have a cold, a cough, or anything. And then, yeah, then um, Rosalie did pretty well too and didn't get sick for a while. And then we're all sick. Yeah, we've been sick for a couple months. Yeah, on and off. This is the worst I've been sick in a while. Um, but what so better that's time? That's why I sound congested. Yeah, I was stuffed up, and um, yeah. Anyway. But we had a great time, yeah. and I'm sure we'll dive more into our our trip and experience uh, in the coming episodes. But um, but today uh, we just wanted to give a quick um, sort of episode on our experience with the virtual queues uh, because we were both very excited to try Tron and Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time for yeah, us. Yeah, we we didn't know if we would be able to ride them just because we were there with our two-year-old yes yeah i was gonna say on the list of priorities this these were like lower (laughs) like i would say yeah i'd say they were a priority for the rides that she couldn't ride yes um and i think i think ryan from london will laugh at the ride that we ended up doing like basically we didn't do rider swap because there was no weight we could just walk on but oh, i think yes. he would laugh at the one that we did end up doing because we didn't do like we didn't do the classics were our favorites it was so bizarre no i mean we spent it was a, fine. and again we'll we'll get into it more uh in the future but but we spent a lot of time just enjoying being at the parks with rosalie for the first time yeah so i, I guess i just mean like these we really wanted to do them because we hadn't done uh, Guardians, Cosmic Rewind, or Tron before. Um, but we just didn't, we weren't really sure what to expect with yeah. the trip. So the fact that we both got on them um, yeah. was like, was was really good. And I think the virtual queue had a huge part in that. Because if there weren't a virtual queue then what are your options? Your only option is individual lightning lane at that point. And yeah, or if we were waiting in standby or something. Yeah, you could, if it didn't have, um, if it didn't have a virtual queue, then like rise of the resistance has a standby queue now. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and like, I wouldn't, there's no way that, or like, I guess if we were to try and do like flight of passage, yeah, that would be like the other... waiting. Yeah. There's no way I would have been like, yeah, that's fine. One of us can wait that long while the other one is with Rosalie. It was like... Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do rider swap and go first thing in the morning. I guess, yeah. But I don't know. classic, you know, classic Animal Kingdom, it happens every single day uh, in that extra magic hour where everybody's there from the resorts, uh, can get in at eight 30. Uh, I would say what 80% of the people that are there go straight to Pandora. Yeah. Maybe not 80%, I, I but like 
it's a lot where people know that if you're not going to pay to go in the individual lightning lane, then your best bet for riding the attraction is to go when you think the line will be the shortest and getting in right at 830 might be your best bet. Well, we did that the year before. It's just that it it broke down or they didn't, it, didn't, it had it a had delayed, delayed opening. opening. So we have a, so we, it was hard for us to tell how quickly we could have gotten on. Yeah. I know when I, like, I know previously we'd gone in early, uh, like, the extra magic hours in the morning and gotten on really quickly. Um, yeah, I think it depends on the day, but also extra magic hours start half an hour before the park opens, but that's not necessarily when people are showing up because I feel like, um, you know, if extra magic hours are starting at 830 in the morning, you know that there are people showing up at 730 uh, to wait in line and get get into the park so they can be within that top top section of people getting on the ride first. Yeah. And I think for us, like being the first trip with Rosalie and her just being a toddler, like <laughs> um, like it was it was hard sometimes to get like we just didn't we weren't really trying to like. There's no schedule. Like we, Not we a try ton. we try to get there for the extra magic hours if if she's up and and ready yeah. to go. But but some days, you know, we were there right before eight thirty, and other days we were there oh my gosh. after eight thirty or like nine o'clock. I know that we got into Magic Kingdom for like a full half an hour that one time, but we were staying close to Magic Kingdom. Yes. But do you remember I think it was was it not Animal Kingdom? We we got there early. We got there within like the half an hour. Yeah. And we didn't get into the park until like the park was officially open because yeah. the lineup we picked was the worst lineup <laughs> to scan into the park. Remember? Everyone had problems. I swear. I did not. I said this to you, Ryan. I did not see. <laughs> I know it was happening somewhere. But everybody that was scanning into the park using their phone or a card, it didn't go smoothly. Yeah. I know that this is just a grand statement, but anecdotally, like during our visit, when we were in a line to scan into a park, nobody that I saw in front of us like got in smoothly using a phone. Yeah. And I know it happens. I'm sure it happens. I know that there are people who are like, you know, local pass holders, they get in there, but it didn't go smoothly. And there were so many times that we were like held up because people like it, because it didn't, it wasn't working properly or it was the first time they were scanning in yeah. and like, and that, I think we waited in that line for like at least 10 minutes. Oh, at least. Yeah. Probably anyway. 15 minutes. And then, yeah. then it was nine o'clock and you saw the rest of the people we were there with the rest of the people going into the park yeah and not was... that we had plans to go to like pandora yeah uh i think on that particular day <laughs> we went straight to triceratops spin yeah we did and and rosalie had a great time um but specifically thinking about guardians and, and tron those were two of the thrill rides that we knew we wanted to try and do um and the virtual queue certainly helped with that now the virtual queue is not a new thing. Um, it's been around uh, since Rise. 
I think that was the first one. Rise of the Resistance yeah. was like the first virtual queue. So and pre-pandemic. It, yeah. And it makes sense to me. Like the virtual queue makes sense for something that is a really popular attraction just to like weigh expectations. And, and honestly, it's a bit of PR in that Disney doesn't want um, some of those attractions to get the reputation of like, oh, if you want to go on Tron... It's like a 300 minute wait every single day, sort of like Flight of Passage kind of had for a while. Um, and and even like staring at a three hour wait is is too is not great. So the virtual queue is nice because they can um, admit a certain number of people to these virtual queues and call them as they get people through the attraction Um And then people are given a one hour window to kind of show up um, in in that time. It's a great like when you are in the queue, when you're in the virtual queue, it's great. Yes. But I do think that like the complicated part comes with like getting into the virtual queue. For sure. And, And like, do you remember when we were at Epcot and... The first thing we, we did was like go to meet Minnie Mouse like right there. Yeah. By by like Spaceship Earth, um, by like the little mural. And it wasn't a very busy line. No. And uh and there was that family who was like, Is this the lineup for Guardians? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. And we were like, Oh no. And I like I'm not laughing at like uh are you stupid? No. <laughs> because I like I felt bad and then we kind of directed them into where like where it was but then I realized like well I don't know they I don't know if they had the virtual queue already. Like yeah. they might have. Or or they were play, paying but for I, a individual yeah, lightning or, thing. Like I just wonder how many people go and have no idea yeah. and then totally miss out. I mean that would be pretty disappointing. That being said, um you know, not that I want to advocate for park reservations, um, but throughout our trip, because we had park reservations, uh, I got an email every day from Disney about your upcoming park reservation. Oh, I didn't. And at least for um, the majority of the days that we were at Magic Kingdom or Epcot, I got an email reminding me about the virtual queue. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's something that they know about and that they need to, like, communicate it to yeah. to guests. So, um, I mean, the hardest part is if you're in the park and you're asking about the virtual queue, you've already missed out on the first, like, the first yeah. release of, of time slots. Yeah, so let's talk about our yeah. approach. So... I wouldn't say it was that difficult, would you? Uh, no. Um, and it's kind of always been the same. At 7 a.m. Um, on in the My Disney Experience app, you there is a section for, for virtual queues. And you can go in, um, set up your party. Uh, so in, in our instance, it was just Lauren and I, because obviously Rosalie's not... Uh, she didn't have a ticket uh, and she wasn't going to go on the rides. Um, and at seven o'clock, the virtual queues open. So you can request to join the virtual queue 
and then you'll get assigned an, a boarding party number. So and does the seven o'clock apply whether you are a resort guest or not? Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're, yeah, so you're it's a resort seven o'clock for everybody, seven o'clock across the board for everybody. Um, and I did find so there's like a little bit of hysteria around it, but I mean, it's not completely unfounded, uh, in that they go very quickly. So, you know, you're almost counting down the seconds to seven o'clock where in the app you have to hit refresh. Uh, there's a little button on the page that says refresh the page and then the virtual queue button shows up. Right. So you're saying you need to like be in there with your party already set up and everything to go before seven o'clock. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Cause at seven o'clock when things open, um, they're going to go quickly. So you, and by quickly, you mean within seconds? Uh, yeah, Minutes? I think the, I would say on a good, on a average day, uh, maybe not the busiest of busy days, you might have a minute. Yeah. But I think you're more likely going to be talking about seconds. Yeah. yeah. And we went, I mean, like, uh, when did we even go? Forever ago. Uh, beginning <laughs> so had, of May. Yeah. So, which is considered a bit of a dip. Yeah, it like... was, uh, uh, knock on wood, it was a quieter period um like the parks were not as packed yeah as they could be or that they were a few weeks prior when it was easter um so at seven o'clock you refresh that that page click on join virtual queue now until you confirm you're not in the virtual queue so it's possible that they could still be gone by the time you you hit confirm um so, so yeah, you just have to be awake at seven o'clock and, and ready to go in the app. Um, I did find for most of our days that we needed virtual queues, we got them. And we didn't do rider swap. No. So we got them more days than I than guess you could say we technically needed. But like uh, we got Guardians on two days and we got Tron on three days. Yeah, we got Tron um, on three days, but you know... When we did, you did Guardians the first day we were in Epcot. Yeah. And then I did Guardians the second day that we, we were in Epcot. we didn't do Rider Swap just because Rosalie, like, you, it still takes, like, it still took, like, a solid 45 minutes from the time yeah. the boarding group is called to, once, like, getting off. Once we, once you join <laughs> the queue, or like, the physical queue, uh, there's still a wait because, you know, there's lots of people still going on to the attraction at the same time. There's the individual lightning lane. That's a thing. So, um, so yeah, there is still a wait. It's not necessarily fair for us to, to be like, yeah, we're going to occupy Rosalie with like, uh, one of us is going to occupy Rosalie for 45 minutes. And then the other one is going to occupy her for another 45 minutes. She, like sometimes she wanted to that do was, too many things. Sometimes that was the max amount of time we would be spending in the park. So, <laughs> yeah. so it just like we were kind of prepared. I think we thought it would be okay. Like I would ride Guardians and then maybe you would ride Tron. And right. if we were really lucky, then we would both get to do both. Yeah. Um, I just want to say a little something about Guardians. Let's just because that's the first one. Sure. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I loved it. Yeah. It was so much fun. Um, 
And after I finished, I thought, I really hope that you got to do it because I knew that you would love it. And I wish we had got to ride together, but we didn't. But anyway. Excuse me, sir. Can you just watch my toddler for, we, for 45 minutes? Rosalie would have loved it, too. <laughs> I don't know. It might have been too intense. But um, we had talked about this where I texted you and I was like, uh, like people are running like in the pre-show in the pre-show like you know you go in and like you see a little movie or a little video and they set it up and then you go and wait in like the next room and there was just like a bunch of people that uh, that had clearly been on this before and were like very anxious and had to be right at the spot where the next door was going to open like in each leg of the room and it was just like i felt like when you're walking in animal kingdom and people are like running or or hollywood studios and people are just like booking it past you to like get to rise of the resistance or get to flight of passage yeah like that urgency and like but i had never seen it inside the ride like queue before right uh and it was just a little too intense for me i mean i give disney credit where i think recognizing how challenging it can be when i think of something like flight of passage where the pre-shows have a maximum of 16 people in it right so like you go in you stand on a space yeah and and you go through that's a small area and you have to fill a bunch of those it also constantly it also feels long it, it like does the flight feel of, long the flight of passage like pre-show after you've done it a few times is like can be long yeah. and it depends on how the the filling up of the ride is going but anyway but the guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind pre-show stuff is in larger rooms yeah which makes more sense because you can hold more people um it didn't feel like a super long wait either i will no. say no no i think it moved pretty quickly and there's like one pre-show room then there's you know another pre-show room and and then you're like in line at the the final line to to get on on the attraction. Yeah. Um, what song did you have? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, how? <sighs> what is it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I need to look at the list. It's, yeah. I know. <laughs> I had the Blondie song one way or another, and I thought that was really good. But I was hoping for the Tears for Fear song because yeah. that's one of my all time favorite songs. Yeah. Everybody wants to rule the world, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. Which one did you have? It was also not bad. Oh, uh, no. I was gonna say "Flock of Seagulls," but no, it wasn't. I don't even know. I have to look at like what the list of songs. Yeah. Are. Um, I did want to mention about the the virtual queues, and and there was a day, one of our Magic Kingdom days, where I did try to get a Tron virtual queue, and at seven fifty nine the resort Wi-Fi kicked me off. 6.59. 6.59. Right? Yeah. yeah. Is that what I said? You said 7.59. Oh, sorry. 6.59. Like, yeah. The resort Wi-Fi kicked me off. And and then by the time I got it reconnected, it was 7.01 and there were no vir- virtual queues left. So that's how quickly it went and on you, that day. Yeah. And you had been on Tron. Yes. This was to get me on. Yeah. Um, and we got it later that day. Yeah, so that is one of the nice things, and I think uh, really smart on Disney's part, partly because they want to have uh, them available for people who are park hopping. Um, 
I think they also, also learned from Rise because because if you missed out, like there were people that missed out on the virtual queue and that was all there was also a time where you couldn't buy a fast pass like it was virtual queue or nothing yeah and these people would have like one hollywood studios day and if they didn't get if they didn't get in there they'd go like, somewhere that else was it. well no but i just mean then you weren't like this ride that you wanted to get on like that was your one try yeah and then that was it so i i suspect it also might have come from um like customer satisfaction or guest satisfaction yeah so there is a second virtual queue that opens up at one o'clock in the afternoon. And I think one o'clock in particular because um, people who are planning on park hopping may choose not to go to that uh, that park if they don't get that virtual queue. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But it also is a little bit more fair for people who are in the parks and don't know um, or who missed out early on. Um, so that one was easier to get because it didn't, it, they don't go in seconds. They do go in minutes, but, but you have a little bit more flexibility, I think on average, um, to be able to do that. And I think that day I got called around four thirty, quarter to five. Yeah. So I think most of the days, and I don't know how somebody gets into like the first we were saying like yeah who's the first person to get on some there's a whole there's got to be a bunch of people who are like within the first 10 groups you're basically going to get on quite quickly and and that would be amazing but most of our days we were somewhere between group 40 and group like 60 um and so that meant most of the time we were getting called at noon to like Oh, also, interesting thing we should say. We talked to a guest experience person. Yeah, so under the blue umbrellas. And because we did have a question, because you are given that one hour window. Because this was Epcot. And we Mm -hmm. we knew we needed to leave the park for Rosalie to take a nap. Yeah. But, But the boarding group was getting called like around that time like in the afternoon that's that's what we assumed we assumed that we would not be in the park when the boarding group would get called and so we asked at the guest experience team we said like you know what what happens because when the virtual queue first came out for rise of the resistance resistance many years ago many years ago some years ago um your boarding group was just called and then you could go anytime after that Um, but now the virtual queues have a one hour window and we wanted to know how strict that one hour window was. I think we still had a one hour window because we were, but they were lenient about it. Uh, oh, I think that may have been because we were eating, remember we were eating and we We were were worried. Brown Derby. Yeah. And and we were like, we've got to hurry up. We've got to get out. Yeah. And they were like, if you have something like, it's okay. Yeah. So the guest experience team cast member uh, in Epcot did tell us that they were more, they cast tended to be more lenient at Guardians than they were for Tron about that one yeah, hour window. She said, don't worry about it. Basically at Cosmic Rewind, they will like, they they can get through people really quickly and it was yeah. fine. And I didn't, I think we went back around like, 5.36. Oh, for sure. And, like both days, our fine. virtual queues got called around noon when we were not in the parks. 
and and you went around five or so and i think i went around four and they wouldn't have even cared like i i didn't even ask or say anything i did did you yeah i said like oh i i said i'm hours late Uh, (laughs) for my boarding group i was just put it right out there and she was like get in here um and did not care uh but but the cast member that we had spoke to before said like Tron, they are sticklers. Like, it will be, like, they are sticking to the one-hour window. Yeah, I'm sure that there is still some leniency for Tron about, like, if you have a dining reservation and your group gets called, there's nothing that you can do about sure, that. Sure, but I don't, I'm but sure I don't it's think, not, like, hours later. No, so that's the thing for us is we wouldn't know when we would be coming back in the afternoon after Rosalie had had a nap or or swam in the pool or something like that. Um so we knew that we were going to miss the window by hours. Whereas for Tron, because of that cast member uh, telling us about it, we we stuck to the one hour windows. We didn't we didn't test them on <laughs> on their leniency. So when uh, when I went on to Tron, it was just that it had popped up in the day, and I said, "Yeah, and it was should I go?" Actually, horrible timing. <laughs> yeah. I I cried a little bit. Because of how difficult that was, the hardest you were having a great time. I mean, I, I was standing in a queue for uh, a long time yeah, by and yourself, then, and yeah. I was with Rosalie, who and we were in between like resorts, so we didn't have a resort to go back to. And she was needed a nap and did not want a nap. And she she was not falling asleep in the stroller. It was a hard. It was like our first Magic Kingdom day, and it was hard. Yeah. It was really hard. And um, I think it started too, though, with when we arrived, it was the park had already been open. Mm-hmm. And Main Street was like overwhelming. Bumping. It was overwhelming. I think it was hard for her. Yeah. And um, so it was a lot of like stimulation. And uh, and it was her first time in the park. And she I didn't took know. her, yeah, I took her to the baby care room, which everybody had told me like, they're great spaces. They're quiet. And I was like, this is not quiet. There's like 25 people in here. <laughs> um, and I was like crying as I was trying to control. Like, I don't even know what I was. Tr- I don't. At this point, I can't even remember. She was just, what. She was just overtired. Yeah. She and was didn't... being a regular like yeah. two-year-old <laughs> who was having and she... a hard time. And I was. I also had like, I think like two bags, a stroller. She had pulled, like, everything out of the bags. Mm. Um, there was, like, nowhere to put the stroller. Like, the stroller parking was even full in there. Yeah. Anyway, that was a... And But at no time was I like, I wish you weren't doing Tron. <laughs> um, well, I had a much easier time when you went on to Tron because I just took Rosalie to It's a Small World. And by that time, she'd had a... She'd been on it before and she had a good time, so... She, uh, you know, that ate some well, time and, and then we already, walked around. She had already napped, maybe. There was a couple of days she didn't nap. But I just mean, this was like midday, yeah. right? Like it was a hard, it was like hot. And anyway, yeah, you got on. But Tron, you know, th- because they were strict about the timing and we didn't know whether we were going to be yeah. able to do it or not, we, we stuck to that time. So. I that, don't regret it. That would have happened... 
at some point regardless. Oh, yeah. And like if we had had a room. She's a toddler. She has ups and downs. But if we had had a room, I would have been like, see you. I'm going back to the room with her. That's true. Yeah. And, and that would have been easier. But anyway. Uh, well, and I think as soon as we left, she fell asleep in the stroller. Yeah, we anyways. went to the Polynesian and just like found a quiet. Oh, and we had those. I had those pulled pork nachos from. Yeah. Captain Cook's. Those are good. Yeah. I think part of it is because maybe I'll just slip this little food in there. I like that it's not regular nacho chips. Those <laughs> chips were good. Anyway, if you're looking for like a good shareable filling um, meal, and then you had them later that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The pulled pork nachos. It's like pineapple on them. Yeah. A, they're like sweet and tang. Like uh, spicy is... I'm using quotations for yeah, spicy. Yeah, it wasn't hot. No, they weren't spicy, but they are um, they are a worthwhile quick service food. I want to talk about, do you have other virtual queue things? I just want to talk about the ride a little bit. Tron? Yeah. Well, in, like in either. That, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tron uh, is, a, is a great queue. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, do, but... I do think we should also just hit on like, I was worried about fitting. Yeah. I am am not in the high school body I once was. (laughs) Um, And so I'm larger and I was a little bit worried. Yeah. I Um, think for for me. And I had no problem. No. Yeah. I I think the biggest thing that people have questions about are like the little like calf braces. Yeah. The the little things that come out um, for your calves. But honestly, um yeah it it wasn't an issue and and they do have the seats at the back for people who want them but um but to be honest uh like an, apart from the initial once once tron was launched um for the first time when people had a lot of questions about it i don't really see as many questions anymore about it yeah you're right i don't think so either um but it is a short ride it was I, it did strike me how short. And I knew it was going to be short. Yeah. But I felt like just as I was like getting into the groove of it, I was like, oh, and this is going to be the end. Yes. Um, And it was like super cool. Yeah. And well done. And like really fun. And. um, But I, I almost feel like doing it once. Like I have a hard time remembering. Like it was so fast. Yeah, like you don't spend a whole lot of time in the outside portion. No. Which, you know, is surprising, I guess. But then once you get inside, um, yeah, there it things just happen really quickly. Um, and then and then the ride needed, is over. I needed another like twenty seconds. Yeah. How how long do you think it is? How a minute and twenty it? seconds. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think it's that long. Do you? I think can you look I it think up? it is because they do slow down at certain certain spots but you know one of the things um is I, I know there are people the people who have gone on Tron at night yeah say that night is way better yeah and there's no way with the virtual queue to sort of secure that it's just kind of luck of the draw um and uh, I mean, I would, I guess you could secure it by the individual lightning lane. Maybe. And so how. Or just go when it's like 
Don't go in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Go when the days are shorter. I wonder. Or you how... wait. You would. You maybe wait. Your chances would be better by trying the one o'clock. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's like at this point. I would just say get on it. Okay, two minutes long. It the says? official ride length is two minutes long. I don't know. I mean, is that like from minutes? leaving the station to getting into the station? Yeah, maybe. Okay, look up how long is... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to compare it. How long is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Because that was a one that also people were like, it's so short. Yeah. Right? But even that has um, like that part where you slow down in the middle. That's three yeah. minutes. Okay, so okay, but if that's think of how minutes, long you slowly move yeah. in in the actual mine. I know. And anyway, I just find, but yeah. So there's a whole even with slow down minutes. If you feel like Seven Dwarfs is over quickly, this is a whole other minute. This is like, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was gonna like, I was gonna bring in like a F one like. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> I don't know when they're talking about six tenths off or whatever, yes. but um, it's uh, it's short. It's short, and it's, but it's meant to be fast and intense, and it is that. Like you yeah. don't. Eat, there are parts where it does slow down a little bit, but honestly, it's a quick ride. I don't think that. Um, <coughs> sorry, I don't think that. Like, I don't mean to complain about about it really. But I, I do think that like when I when it was done, when I got off, I was like, my first thing was that was short. Yeah. And I don't know that that was like, um, I don't think it was in a like it was in the way of like, well, it was really fun. So I wanted more. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like I want it. It was like I want to go on it again. Yeah. It was like. I do want to go on it again, but I also want 20 seconds more. Yes. Um, so, but I mean, like, I think they just, they probably just, it's a space thing. It's a, like, I don't know. I'm sure there's so many things that go into figuring out how. So, I don't know. I also think the more you ride something, the then you stop thinking about things like that. Yeah. I mean, with how, so I I get it. And not to get too technical, but like how long it's such a fast ride yeah like the the coaster is moving quickly and so um because of that if you add more time it's like it gets significant in terms of space yeah and because a lot of it happens inside the the building because they didn't want a ton to be outside because you know it rains and it lightnings in florida and they don't want that as a ride to be shut down when that happens. Um, you would have to make a bigger building. You would also have to you get... have to be in that. What is that thing that you're in? What's the Tron thing that you're in? The light cycle. Well, that's the the thing. But you know, like following the game, not the game, but you know, like I feel like you can't really be outside and have the illusion of being in in the right in it. Yeah, like you need the. They need the infrastructure to yeah. be able to like but have there, the technology. But there, it also means that there are only so many trains that can be on the track at the time, which means they can only load so many people at a time. 
which means if you add 20 seconds to to the attraction without adding like a break zone where you can add another train um then it will extend everybody's yeah. weight um you know i think it's just so much more I, I think it's more noticeable how short it is when it's a new ride and like and people are waiting. You're waiting a long time. My like, big, my big thing, t- or paying twenty dollars. That's that's the thing that I Yikes. I would say I would absolutely complain about it being short if I just spent twenty dollars to ride it. I would have, yeah. When I walked out of there, I was like, I couldn't do it. But I know that a lot of people see it as um, I paid twenty dollars and I saved this amount of time. Yeah, but even but like, I but I in have the a hard time always queue, seeing it like that in that one hour. I, yeah. We maybe waited 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes to get onto the ride. Yeah. And from so, the virtual queue. Yeah. So until the virtual queue goes <laughs> away, that makes absolutely way more sense to do virtual queue I if agree. you can. Now, I do know that individual lightning lane does appeal to somebody who missed out on the virtual queue. Yeah. Because if you're like, I've only got one day at Magic Kingdom. I've missed out on the virtual queue. You either wait until one o'clock and hope that you get into the second drop of a virtual queue or you pay $20 and you go on the ride. I think, I think I would not pay the $20. So, so that's us knowing and now yes. what the ride is like. But, but if, if I if hadn't I was, gone on it. Yeah. And if I had kids who were like super excited. Sure. I would probably, I mean... Well, just look at all the stuff that we just bought, Rosalie, when we were there. Uh, so, like, Rosalie I would definitely. Loves to shop. Oh my gosh, we learned. Hey, I was like, oh, she's not letting go of this ball. We better buy this ball. You oh, buy it. She and picked then up she... the polar bear. Uh, that's. Oh, she's I not guess... letting go of them. We have to buy it for her. I guess that's the only way out of this. Yeah. Um, but that polar bear from the Norway pavilion is so soft. Yeah. So cute. It's very cute. Anyway, I, I could see that. Like, it's just such a, it's such a personal thing and what, like, how it, the, the value of it. Yeah. You. It's also, I guess, individual lightning lane would also appeal to somebody who wants to ride it twice in a day. Yeah. Because with the virtual queue, you get one and done. That's, um, that's it. But okay, here's the other thing. If you were going to pay twenty dollars, do you pay for that or cosmic rewind? Oh, absolutely just cosmic rewind. Yeah, only. that's the thing. I and would I actually would, And I, I would do it twice. Cause like I would want to get yeah. into the virtual queue for cosmic rewind and then pay I, to to go on it again. I don't I don't know. Like we ob- obviously had the option and we didn't um to to pay for it. But if I was going to pay for one, that's but if the I was going I to pay for pay one, for. that that would be it, and and it would just be because I didn't, I wouldn't want to miss out on. It was on going so on much it. fun. Oh yeah, like I that when it. I came away and I was like, it was just, I mean, there, yeah, it was it was so much fun. So that one I think is like, I definitely feel like. I mean, twenty dollars is still a lot of money, especially if you're talking like, you know. You've got four or five people in your family yeah, that Canadian, that want to do it. Canadian dollars. Canadian dollars. It's it's a lot of money. Um, but as like a really special, hey, I we got have... into the virtual queue and we're going to pay to go on it again. Like I could see that making a lot of sense for some people. Um, 
not for everybody. Was it twenty dollars for Guardians? I I think it was more. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because it fluctuates, right? Yes. Um, it depends on the day. I think mm. some of the one of the days we were there, it was twenty two dollars. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you gotta really want it. <laughs> well, it's a lot of fun. Um, I guess Rosalie's not getting that that polar bear. That's for sure. And I guess I'm not getting that that munchling. No. No munchlings. None at all if we're going to pay for, for Guardians. I would say, though, like, all in all, the virtual queues, we had, like, big success with them. Yes. Um, but it did require being awake and ready to go uh, at 7 o'clock. Now I yeah. could lounge around after that. And I do think if you, um, and I was already awake. Yeah. I just was not thinking about virtual queues. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think if you were, like, if you're worried about it, um, I would use like data. You missed I, out. I, I guess if I was, if it's one day you've got one yeah. shot at it, then yeah, I would, because, I would use data. Because our, um, and we did that previously. Like we used data previously when on a previous trip when we were doing, doing virtual keys and, and Genie Plus. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's worth it on those few days. Yeah. Um, and like there were, there were days, like I had a really hard time. What, do you remember that like a couple days at Magic Kingdom, I just could not connect to their Wi-Fi. Yeah. It was something in and the it, settings that just said, kept dropping it. I don't know. And then sometimes in, in the resort too. So I think like if, you know, if it's important to you and you're really, you just don't want to chance it. I think that that's park, like wherever you are, park or, you know, just don't use the But public. I mean, if you're Canadian, that probably means like an extra $7 on top of that because yeah. that's you paying for data for no, a No, but day. even for the, for the virtual queue. Yeah. That's all. Like, anyway, I just think. But I mean, on your cell phone bill. Consider. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just make use of it. <laughs> yeah, then then go nuts. Okay, Use data all the time. Just briefly talk about a different virtual type of queue ish, and that's the the mobile checkout. Oh, <laughs> okay. I know. We're, just briefly. I guess, yeah, because I mean, it is still kind of like like we skipped the <laughs> the standby line for waiting to cash out. I, I will say it must be it, it must be very popular because I remember the days at World of Disney yeah. in Disney Springs where the checkout lines were massive. Yeah. And they would just take forever and they'd have every register open yeah. and they'd be churning through people as quickly as they could. But they but a whole room dedicated to checkout yeah. because it just wasn't fast enough. And any of the times that we were in world of disney in our previous most recent trip uh i don't know it was like a quarter full i think if that, that that this is like a really smart pivot probably from some of their labor issues yeah um so it's which i mean those, is like i know it's it's not great I, I what i would like to see is them redistribute that labor into cast members yeah, yeah. being elsewhere like or doing delivering my packages to the resort <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm all for that um, uh, also like artists getting yeah. getting some of the um 
the illustrators back into the parks or uh, or having a few more. That's just at the, the whole other Disney. episode we should talk. Uh, yeah, because you get really heated. I get really that. riled up about yeah. that. But but, but, but the... I get it from from Disney standpoint and from the guest experience standpoint. My goodness, how fast it, was it's like the best of online shopping and in-person shopping <laughs> because you, you would just open, open up the, the app. app it would say are you in this store uh and and you'd say yep and then you just start scanning the things that you want to buy and it automatically like you can see that it has applied a discount if you if, if you're you eligible it. for any discounts it automatically automatically applies yeah, it so we had our or DBC, and you could see how much like it would be like minus this many dollars, yeah. which I kind of liked. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure see... that's a marketing. <laughs> I know. Thing. Well, well, and that's the other thing. It was very easy to just be like, "Yep, get this." But there was a couple things that we like put back. Yeah, and it was very easy to you know you're in your list of of yeah. stuff, and you're like, okay. I guess we don't really need this. Or, hey, Rosalie put this down, so we're not buying it right yeah, now. Yeah, we smartened up <laughs> once. And then <laughs> um, and then you check out in the app. So you can, it, you, you can check out with uh, a credit card in the My Disney Experience app. Um, you can also you check can out with Apple, Apple Pay, Pay or yeah. Google Pay, I'm sure, if you're on an Android phone. Um, and then you just, it gives you a QR code and a list and you there are like mobile stations like check it like exit yeah. here so there's a cast member it. who who basically just checks you off a list and and offers you a bag yeah um yeah so if you need a bag then then you can get one there but they're basically there just to, to and there be were, like oh yeah you've got your five things there right. were a couple places where at the stands like at the marquee kind of thing where there should have been a cast member if there wasn't i just we just showed i just showed it to like any cast anybody member. and they were fine yeah anyway that's just a little add-on that like they <laughs> the don't have it virtual queue they don't have it at every store no but most, but at all the most major, of the ones that we were yeah. at for sure and we used it on our last trip at creations once the mobile order the mobile checkout? Uh, like the mobile checkout oh yeah, yeah we did once yeah. yeah and um and i think because the cast member showed i think they had just like rolled it out because they were like do you want to do this yeah we can show and, you how yeah. it works and then um, and we did we never looked back <laughs> turns out it was really anyway, handy i liked it i liked it i like that i liked you know like mobile ordering yeah we Love mobile that. ordered food whenever we could um because it was super easy yeah I love it at the resorts for the quick service. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, so all of that worked out really well for us. Virtual. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably a good place to to leave it. Um, we, you know, we we like to talk about the the things that are good about uh, the trips and some of the things that we learned uh, while we were there. So I'm sure over the coming weeks, we'll, we'll be sharing a little bit more, especially as this was our first trip with a, with a toddler. Um, there were certainly lots of things that we learned um, that, uh, that we're happy to share um, that can help you in your planning um, or, you know, even things with just the virtual queue this week was I think pretty pretty helpful to know and, I and certainly a, something I that, we, that learned. we learned. We learned that if your flight is full and you didn't buy a ticket for your baby, the flight attendants will make you put that baby on your lap so that that man who didn't have a seat can get a seat. 
Not make, wasn't you us. Make that sound like it was us. It, wasn't it was not us. us. It was a that happened person on our Southwest flight. Oh yeah, she was said that she did have buy a ticket for her baby and she didn't for yeah. her toddler. Anyway, yeah, things don't, like that. Don't lie on your Disney Anic- trip. Yeah, we have anecdotes like that that we can share. <laughs> but I would love to hear any like any experiences with the virtual queues, good or bad. If yeah, did you on, miss like, out Tron? And did you then buy the individual lightning lane? Yeah. Is it worth it to you? Or do you just go, oh, well, we missed out next time. Yeah. Is it not Paris? I think it's like Disneyland Paris has like like all virtual queues or something. Or you no, can have Disneyland, that option. Disneyland Paris is all individual lightning lanes. Where you just, you can buy fast passes for oh. each attraction. Right. <laughs> yeah. that's a conversation for another day yeah um yeah let's let's leave it there um we want to thank you so much for joining us and uh yeah if you'd like to follow us we're the canadian disney podcast on instagram yeah facebook facebook we have a buy us a coffee yeah if you go to canadian disney slash podcast um if you want to help us out help us keep the show going then uh, that'd be great yeah but on behalf of myself ryan and lauren this is the canadian disney podcast thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to you joining us again next time mm-hmm.